0: Hello, other boxing fans around the world. Thank
1: you for joining us once again on Talk and Fight, another episode of Knuckle Up featuring Mike Gort. For today, as promised, we've got a very special guest dialing in. I understand he's a very quiet man with very few words. (laughs) uh, Sounds like you have to do a hard job of extraction, quite frankly. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave it up to you. You, You've done your best before with uh, much more quieter people, I'm sure. I have.
0: I have. I have. Uh, Yes, as promised, guys. We have him. Uh, we have him in the studio today. Nathaniel Collins, our uh, our Commonwealth champ, and uh, we're going to talk to him, and we're going to find out all about his story, guys. And uh, yeah, let's let's get it underway. So, Graham, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of you, and we're gonna bring him in.
1: So, consider me knocked out.
0: Yeah, man, knocked right out. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel, how's it going, man? Hi,
1: how we doing?
0: Not bad, not bad. Thank you for taking uh taking some time out of your busy schedule here to uh come and join me for this interview for the fans uh who want to hear your story. Uh so yeah, let's just get right into it, man. Uh what age did you start
1: boxing at? Um so I started boxing at 14. Um, I started because I had went to see my big cousin who was also a professional boxer um and i seen him box as an amateur in the british championships and i thought um i was like a a wee chubby fat guy so i was like my mum and dad were like do you not fancy doing a bit of boxing so i went to a boxing club and yeah i just caught the bug for it
0: yeah you know what it's it it usually happens to a lot of people once you get in there start hitting stuff next thing you know you're 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 in there all the time and uh it just takes up your whole life but it's a great it's a great life uh what um what influenced you to actually start competing as an
1: amateur I don't know I think like once I first got into it I just um it just has a way of getting a grip on you doesn't it and um like my my grandparents and stuff thought once I first get hit I wouldn't like it and I'd I'd probably quit and I was I was absolutely opposite like once I first got hit I loved it even more and that adrenaline buzz and and trying to be the best, trying to not get hurt, trying to work someday out like all that just captivated you, and um, yeah, after that I was like dead set on competing. So um, I got into it pretty fast.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so you uh, so you late in, late into boxing. You didn't start early like most most of these young cats. Uh, how how long were you actually in the gym
1: before you started competing uh, as an amateur? So probably it was only six months in the gym before I started competing as an amateur. Um and in Scotland like all the guys that were about my weight and age had all been competing obviously from dead young, so um I got kinda of flung in at the deep end with the guys I was competing against had like sixty fights, fifty fights and, and I was going in with like two, three, four. So um I went in and kind of learned the hard way. <laughs>
0: it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. How many, it was great, how but, but I, I loved it. <laughs> Uh, of I course Add- addicted
1: to it uh uh how many how many amateur fights did you actually end up having i think i ended up having about 75 eventually um i competed at lots of like small club shows in scotland Correct. when i first started um and then i started competing in like championships national championships and um, like district events and then um near the end of my amateur amateur career i went to like the europeans the commonwealth games and so on and so forth so quite like a vast experience at, at right. the amateurs
0: um what uh what is what do you say your greatest accomplishment as an amateur boxer would be today
1: probably competing at the commonwealth games like that was a great experience for me and it's like uh for scottish people it's it's kind of the the pinnacle because um like to get to the Olympics, you need to actually be part of Team GB. Scotland right. obviously don't send their own team, so um, it's obviously quite difficult to get onto G. Um, politics behind it. So um, for a Scottish boxer, kind of the Commonwealth Games is is the heights you hit. Um, right. Obviously, minus your Josh Taylors and stuff who um, are <laughs> right. leagues beyond. But um, the Commonwealth Games was was. Exciting for me, uh, I ended up losing to the Australian boxer there, um, Harry Garside and he just okay. recently got a bronze at the Olympics there in Tokyo, so um, it was great competing at that high level. Right.
0: Uh, what was, uh, so the, the, the decision to go pro, uh, did you have any influence to be pushed into that decision, or was that just, hey, I've done the amateur series uh, and I'm done with it, now it's time to move on and go pro? Was it, uh, was it, yeah, was it- I always
1: feel like I've always had like a, a pretty um high paced style, high paced, but a style suited for longer distance and longer rounds. I like to sit down and pick my punches and pick my combinations right. and, and take my time with it. Like, I've always been like that. And, um, at my gym, Joe Ham Senior my trainer, his son, Joe Ham Jr., um, and another guy in the gym, Stuart Burt. They guys were, were pro from 2014 so i was in and mixing about pros and the style of training joe started moving towards a pro style of training so it was um it was always kind of set in stone like i I probably would have went sooner if the commonwealth games hadn't came around um but I, i really wanted to go and kind of achieve that in my amateur career so um it might have came sooner had hadn't that been about
0: right so, so you found the transition from uh, from the amateurs to the pros pretty easy because of your, your trainer was pretty much just, uh, you know, gearing you up to get ready for the pros.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because these guys were Joe, Stuart, and the other guys at the club were already focusing on pro fights. Um, right. And I was obviously an elite amateur, so I was the sparring for these guys. So um, me and the other boy, Reagan, at the club both were kind of amateurs, but transitioning into the pro style before it even was a thought (laughs) you know so
0: right um so your first your first pro fight you uh, you obviously remember that um take us take us through the emotions that you ran through and and the excitement or the nervousness and and how did you handle it
1: um it was funny like my first pro fight almost never happened because uh, the original opponent I had pulled out, and they had to get a guy on like two days' notice, um, and I I'm a featherweight nine stone, obviously, so I was sitting down. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be light. I'm gonna be on weight. I'm gonna be dynamite. And they uh, I get a call up, and they says, oh, we can only get this guy for you he's ten stone, ten and a half stone. Like, he's but he can drive up from England tomorrow, and I was like, Pfft. I mean, that's a stone and a half difference. So I was like, right, cool. I'm super confident in my ability anyway, no matter who I was fighting, so I was like, cool, get him up, um, no problem, we'll deal with it, um, and I went in, and I just, like, I'd probably say to, to this day, like, it's one of my favourite performances, like, I was so super comfortable, the way I moved in the ring, like, the angles I was creating was just... It was about next level stuff. <laughs> <If> <laughs> almost I do say like you so were, myself.
0: <laughs> almost like you were possessed, and, and, and it was it was just everything worked perfectly. Eh? It was just, Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, if 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 you were to say to any of the fans out there right now uh, to go and watch a fight that best represents your style of boxing, would that be the one, or is there another fight for them to check out?
1: Um, that's a tough question um (laughs) don't
0: mean to put you on the hot seat
1: but (laughs) i know calling myself out here on what i think i've done my best in my most impressive would probably be that my debut um i really i did enjoy that my fifth or sixth fight when i fought for the celtic title that's probably one of my most impressive performances I feel like that was just because everyone thought it was a 50-50, and it was against a fellow countryman, and he was meant to have much more experience, and, and I always knew, like, I've got the capabilities of beating this guy really, really comfortably, so, um, when I came out and, like, done a job on him, like, I think I got five knockdowns in the fight or something, and everyone was like, oh, wow, like, as if they started believing, and I was like, "That I've been telling yous, like... this is what was going to happen so that that fight and then obviously my last fight just there defending the Commonwealth that's the most rounds I've been so it was that was great for experience Um, how how, how did
0: it feel going like uh, was did you find it easy to go that many rounds since it was the first time you went that far like was it was it hard to accomplish it
1: yeah like my my preparations always the same so um when I was in there I felt fine like maybe when it got into 10 and 11 I'd, I'd like to have seen that as well like right. I, I look forward to the championship rounds and I've always says that like I want to get there and be in a proper dog fight so um I thought that was how it was going to go this like when I was hitting this guy he wasn't moving and I was like sh- and I could like I hurt my hands in the round in round two like straight away from hitting him that hard and I was like this guy surely has to go at some point and he wasn't going so i was i was preparing myself for the 12 and i eventually got him out of there yeah
0: so <laughs> you honestly it is a great performance uh we did put it up we did put it up in uh in our comments for all the fans that are out there watching so they can click on it and check that fight out man because it, it, it is a good one um honestly great performance thank you what um what are some of your short-term goals what do you see yourself uh in the next six months to a year uh where do you want to be what do you what do you plan on doing
1: um, the I've got a British title eliminator just now scheduled for March. Okay. Um. So hopefully in the next six months I'll be fighting for the British title. Um. But touch with that all goes to plan. Um. If not, I just want to start chasing kind of international titles, WBC international or anything WBO, WBA, and get myself up the world rankings a little bit and chase that because I've always just says like i just all i care about is a world title that's all i care about that's it that's
0: the end goal the end goal that's that's the accomplishment for all the hard work that's (laughs) it
1: and it's like it's not as far away as i used to think before i used to be like oh I'm, i'm i'm years and years away from world title like now i don't believe that now i'm like i'm not so far away from world title i feel so right Especially with the featherweight world titles all kind of being held mostly in the UK just there. Um, right. You had right. Galahad and Lee Wood and so-and-so. Obviously, that's been upset a wee bit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has,
0: it has been. It has been upset a little bit. Uh, we got a question here from one of our viewers that's watching. Uh you want to be feared or do you want to be loved? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love that. to be loved? I don't. I don't care about fear. I'm not in it to be like a bad guy or nothing. I'm. I just like doing my business, and it's just business at the end of the day. I, I've not came across anyone I don't like yet, and I actually really want to properly punish. You know, it's it's not about <laughs> that for me. It's just like get in, do your business, win the fights, make the money, move on to the next one.
0: Right. Right. Um. Uh, who do you think is um, your hardest opponent that you faced today uh, in your
1: career? A few people have asked me this. I fought a guy in like my third fight, I would say, or sec- second or third fight, and he was he was just like a a journeyman from Mexico. Um, and like today, he's probably the guy with the hard who's punched me the hardest, or because um, I came out the the last one, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that guy was." Uh, was your toughest fight and all that i'm like not nah, really like i felt that like that was quite i was in control of that one mm-hmm. um so about three fights in, i had my first six rounder against a, a mexican guy and he was like tough as nails so um i can't remember his name now <laughs> <laughs> <it around> me. <laughs> oh
0: um would it be arturo lopez
1: arturo lopez yeah yeah
0: that's it that's your second fight that's the guy from your
1: second fight. Second fight. He was sick. It was a, it was my first sixth round. and I was like, I came in, and he was like a little geeky-looking guy as well. And I was like, he yeah. doesn't look like he's up too much. And then he came in, and he hit me first, first few punches, and I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs>
0: You're like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we have another question from uh, our friends over at Last Bell Boxing who have another podcast over in the UK. Um, Our friend Carl wants to know, uh who do you think the best in your opinion right now in the Featherweight Division is?
1: Um That's a hard question as well. Like it's proper stacked right now in the Featherweight Division. Um I think you who's holding the WBC? Is it Gary Russell, isn't it? Um so. and he's not fought, he's so inactive, so you're like Yeah. Pff, that's a really difficult question because everybody about the UK they're now floating about is it's all it's just a dangerous division i would i would have to say lee wood just now just based on like past few performances like obviously for shannon shana um the matchroom fight camp and like it was an incredible performance he- he's banging people out so um f- f- for now like i would have to say lee wood you know what?
0: And and, and Carl, Carl has uh, just dropped it. He said Wood is the best. So he does agree with you. Uh you know, great answer. Honestly, I do like Leewood myself. Um, you know, I, I I pretty much agree with you too. I think he's probably the best right now in the yeah. in the division. Um what strengths do you believe that you have that are that make you the great athlete that you are?
1: Um, I've got a hell of a lot of self belief and myself like I know what I've came through uh, throughout the years to get to where I am just now like um I've got a real big belief in it uh, sounds funny cuz it's something that nobody really talks about when they they're like oh yeah I've got punch power and stuff I, I yeah. my footwork I always believe in my footwork like I've got the ability to stay away or get close to somebody if I need to so um right. I, I've got a big belief in my footwork and I think it's like a major major important role in my game um mm-hmm. I, I i want to say punch power but like i feel like my record doesn't show it i was i was having a rant about this the other day i'm nine and oh with four knockouts right right but i've got one dq on my record um and that dq was because the guy was taking a pounding and then he started grabbing and falling and like falling all over the place and stuff so i was like i should be nine and with five. And that would take me right. over the 50% mark, and I'm like right. proper raging right. about it. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but,
0: Honestly, um, yeah, you're, you're hard on yourself, man. You're, you're, you're pushing yourself to perform better and better, man, and that's how that's how you're going to get better, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> I'd also say, like, for me, a big part of my thing is I, I don't have fear of a loss. Right. I don't have fear of losing because... You get, like, I feel like that last era of the holding your O was, like, such a big thing. Whereas I would rather just fight the best as soon as possible. And with no fear of, like, I'm not fighting him because he could potentially take my O. I would rather think I'm going to fight him because I want to challenge my limits and see where I am. So, I think that makes me a dangerous opponent as well. because where I don't want to lose I want to always win I've got a major winner's mentality but I'm also not afraid to push myself out further than I could possibly go you know
0: right right step into the ring with somebody who might be skilled better than you to test your ability and yeah see absolutely where you're at. That's, you know that's hey that's how you become better you know that's how you stay you stay on the uprise is is always challenging yourself and it shows in your fights man it does it does show in your fights you do get better every time you're in the ring um, you know, I, I urge I urge all the fans out there to go back and check out all his fights, man. You will enjoy watching this kid perform, man. Um, The Nightmare, how did you get the nickname?
1: <laughs> there's no <laughs> there's no cool story behind this at all. Um Okay. Basically, I was I was back when I was just turning pro and me and my coach, we used to work together. Um, and we were sitting in a van one day, and I was like, I need a cool I need a cool nickname or something, like, I need a selling point, Um, what could I do, what could I do, so like, I just put a poll up on Instagram, and I was like, what should my nickname be for boxing, everyone send it in, and it was like, a young kid from an amateur club, and he was like, you, the nightmare would be a sick nickname, and blah blah blah, and then, I was like, yeah, that was a good nickname. And again, me and my coach, we were discussing it, and uh, he was like, ah, you could get like a mask and all that. And then that's how <laughs> yeah. that whole thing came about. And it was like pure, not cool, not related to anything at all. It was just like a. Everyone always like, how'd you get that? That must be a cool story. I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's just an Instagram thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You know what? I always, I always ask everybody that. You know what? You're not the worst story out there. Believe me. <laughs> uh, there are some good ones, there are some bad ones. Um who who who's your idol? Who do you look up to right now? Uh who do you believe is like the best boxer? Who's who's your role model?
1: Um like biased to my own countrymen. I would say Josh Taylor just now is like on some crazy, crazy next level. Um never been done before by a Scott kind of stuff like the talent that guy possesses is insane. Um, so that might be a bit biased. Uh, you know, with everything going on in the the lightweights just now, I, yeah. I still really like Lomachenko. Um, I still think like obviously he's fighting this weekend. I'm yeah. excited for that. Me um, too. <laughs> I think the Teo loss was a bit of a slip up, not to do yeah. with Loma's skill or Teo's skill, but more to yeah. do with like. A bit of overestimating his opposition, I would say. He got started way too late. I think he may have feared uh, Teofimo's a bit. Yeah. And then when he actually got in and realised like this guy doesn't have what like he wasn't the bogeyman that everyone said he was. Yeah. Right. Which obviously has just showed there. Yeah. Um so yeah, I still like Loma. I think he's he's still got a, a lot left in the tank, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um but for sure, my ultimate favourite fighter right now is Shakur.
0: Nice. Nice. I like him. I like him too. Um, if you could fight anybody, anybody in your division right now, tomorrow, like your next fight, who would it be?
1: Just was holding the world title. <laughs> Whoever wants it. <laughs> Whoever wants to smoke. That Harry Russell, because cool. he's been inactive and I like the WBC belt. That belt is sick. Um, yeah. Is, everybody wants a green belt, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, you
0: know what? It it does it does look the best, man. I, I can't help it.
1: it does. as it's, it's class, doesn't. and you always associate that with like all the best who have ever. Yeah. everyone who's ever done it always get the WBC. <laughs> That's true.
0: Um, do you, uh, run us run us through like um, a day of your uh, your camp? Like when you're in camp, just before you're about to fight, what are some of the routines that you go through that prep you and get you ready for uh, the great performances you put up?
1: Um, so the last two times it's been different because scotland's absolutely freezing just now so right. um the first when i won the commonwealth it was summer so i would get up and do like a half four run in the morning uh 4 30 a.m i'd come back i'd get a little sleep and stuff and um, then i'd be back in the gym for strength and conditioning and then that would be like 11 and then i'd come home just chill i'm a big playstation guy so i would just bash <laughs> the playstation a bit of war zone <laughs> Um right. and then I'd go back out to the boxing gym and whatever it be sparring or um bags or whatever and we'd do our work in the boxing gym and then same at night just come home and get a bit to eat and play the PlayStation and, and that was pretty much it every single day. Um this last time because it's been so cold, like as soon as you wake up in the morning it's dark till like eight o'clock or nine o'clock, so right. um now uh kinda switch it up where i go like strength conditioning boxing and then i do the run at night instead of the morning um and i'll probably do it in the gym on a treadmill or something rather than outside which i don't yeah. necessarily like because i just i like running outside there's something it's better nice. about it
0: guess. i guess it's the fresh air Maybe yeah. the fresh air, the non-stale air in the, uh, in the gym. Right? I get bored
1: <laughs> as well. Like, see when you're in the gym and you're running in the same, and you see the same thing constantly. I'm looking about at people. Yeah. I get so distracted and stuff. I'm like, I'm so yeah. bored.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. Um, what's, uh, what, what, what's, what's the part about training you hate the most?
1: Diet. I'm sure everybody yeah. says that. Yeah,
0: you know what? <laughs> no, I've, I've, had, I've had some crazy ones. I've had ice baths. Running, skipping, and now you're saying diet. Okay, Let's the other finish. ones are
1: all alright. The the diets at worst. I hate diet because I love. now I tell you something. Right, I I could eat healthy f- the whole year, but I love yeah. chocolate. I just lo- I love chocolate so much.
0: <laughs> right, so it's that's my you, biggest you gotta, weakness.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and
0: you're not allowed to have any because you got a diet, right? I
1: know it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But once I've thought I'm well stocked up now, especially Christmas time coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now's the time. And then you're going to start visiting all the relatives. It's all out on the table. You're going to little pick here, little pick there. Next thing you know, you've eaten so many calories and you're going to have to run even longer.
1: Yeah, but I'll take that one on the chin. (laughs) (laughs) Right
0: on. Um, Any, any, any... F- Favourite person you've sparred or,
1: or people that you've helped spar get ready? Uh, any big names? Um, So I've sparred lots of people. Um, Every year we go out to the wild card. Um, Me, Joe Senior, the coach, Joe Junior, Stuart and Reagan. The five of us have been out for the... Or maybe not since COVID, but a few years before that we all went out. Um, so I've sparred plenty. I sparred Cambosis the last time I was there. I no, sparred... Don't blink, what's his name? <laughs> Joshua Greer, I sparred, um, Toka Khan. I've sparred loads of big names. Over here I sparred Mick Conlon, Ricky Burns <clears throat> Try to think, I mean like I've sparred plenty and plenty of great names, so I've actually been really, really fortunate to get out and right. <clears throat> spar. Spar a lot. I-, I love sparring out in America, like it's 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 much much better than here really really eh? yeah because like the first year we went to la like joe and stuart got invited downstairs to spar mm-hmm. but i had to do my sparring upstairs um because i'd never been before and they were like who's this kid and all that so i i didn't care i was just out at the back of the commonwealth game so i was like right let's go yeah. and I-, I sparred toka can and like everyone was around the ring like shouting and they were all like whip his ass man whoop his ass man and they were like, put him in for another round. And it, like, I I was just an amateur and I was like, I was doing really well. Like, uh, I'm not going to like start saying I was doing this and that, but I was I was doing really well. And it was like everyone was shouting and I was like getting confident and stuff. So it was, <laughs> it's sick, it's better. Whereas when you're here in the gym, like everyone's quiet and um, it's more actually serious focused on the spar. Whereas out there it's loads of like, a bit, of, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so um any any plans to come uh over stateside soon
1: i would love to um with the covid stuff going on just now i don't think we'd get over um
0: yeah it's still it's still a little messed up at the borders
1: so i think you need to be double jabbed and stuff and yeah yeah um i'm not so
0: yeah um how how did COVID affect uh, affect your training and everything? Was it was it rough going through the COVID situation? Uh, you know, turning pro and then and then you know having this big pause on on boxing altogether, right?
1: Yeah, I guess like I was quite fortunate that um, the rules over here where like professionals were still allowed access to the gym and allowed to train and stuff. So we stayed in the gym for the whole for the whole thing basically, and like. Uh, they started doing the behind closed door studio fight so I was always like right. had this feeling where like oh, i might get on one of them I might get on one of them and it, it did not have a, a car but like I never really lost any any hunger and stuff i uh enjoyed it and it it just gave me more chance to to explore other avenues like I done the david goggins challenge where it was like you run every four hours four miles for 48 hours and um oh, wow. we done loads of like in Scotland, we used to go up the mountains and like jump off waterfalls and like cold water stuff, and like it just gave me a chance to try loads of different things. So um that's
0: awesome. That's awesome experience. It was, just,
1: it was almost a good break, like
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have to experience great things and new ways to train and stuff. And yeah,
1: exactly. Like yeah. it was, you just have to see the positive with it. I think loads of people are quite. I I'm different. Like I, when it picked off, I never ever took it seriously as everyone else did. Right. I right. was still going out and having people over, and we were training around my back garden, and me and my friends were going camping and walking and doing stuff like that. Like, and everyone was always on your case, but now that more and more is coming out, people are like, "I wish we were doing what you were doing yeah. back then." And I was like, "So it's just how re- you react to the yeah. situation, isn't it?"
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's how it's just on how you react. I was kind of, I was kind of rebellious in the beginning myself. Now, now I'm wishing that I, you know. I would have done a little more because yeah. <laughs> stuck, stuck doing nothing. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be a long time before we really get back to the whole swing of things again. Uh, sure. Last question, because I know, I know we're right, we're getting, we're getting out of time here. And uh, at the end of your career, when you hang it up and you're ready to retire, what, uh, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind?
1: I just, the people that always stick in my mind are your poor Provodnikovs, your Tim Bradleys, like, see the people that never ever cared about, like, I'm going to hold this all, I'm going to be at the top of the food chain forever. And like those people right. that kind of dared to be great and risked it all and fought anybody but were always in great fights, like, they're the kind of guys that stick in my mind. Your Miguel right. Cottos and stuff, like, Cottos fought everybody and won lose a draw, like, it was always entertaining. So I just want to be that guy that won lose a draw. You fight anybody that they put in front of you and, like, make sure it's entertaining. Make sure if it's a dog fight, you're there and you're, right. you're kind of scraping right through. So that's the kind of legacy I want to be known as the guy that just took any fight that was given and met that's it head it. on.
0: Yeah, and you know what? You're doing it. You're doing it and you're doing it well. Yo, know, great, great answer, man. Uh, Yo, know, our, our comments are coming in. They love that answer, actually. <laughs> so honestly... Excellent. Honestly, I, I love it. Uh, stick around us after I sign off, and we'll talk to you just a, after the show. But uh, knuckle up, fans! We have him in the house. I told you we get him, Nathaniel Collins. <laughs> Excellent.
1: <Hey, laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks so for much for
0: having time. me on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. For sure. Thanks for taking the busy, you know, the time out of your busy schedule to come and join us. Uh, that's it, fans. You know what it is, man. I told you I get him. He's here. Go check out that uh, link we dropped in the comments to check out his last fight. You're going to love it. I loved it. You'll love it. Now, guys, start following this guy. He's got another fight coming up in March. I believe it's the 11th, you said it was? Yeah. March 11th, he's back in action. Make sure you set your reminders and put those dates on your calendars, man, because you're not going to want to miss this kid. The Nightmare. Yo, Nathaniel Collins, thanks again, brother. Thank you. Yeah, man. To all the fans, knuckle up. We'll see you tomorrow.